Can you describe its form? No. Start from the beginning. What do you think I do when you're away? You think I'm out in the garden, pining, looking up at the sky? <laughs> Why aren't you here? I gotta leave a day early. Here. Let me see him. He was extremely ill. You have to tell me where he was, what he was doing. It was his decision to go in. It's something they termed the shimmer. We've sent in drones and teams of people, but nothing comes back. But something has. You're a biologist. You served in the military. If I knew what happened, I could save his life. The boundary's getting bigger, it's expanding. We're talking cities, states. You need to know what's inside. So do I. It's beautiful. Check this out. It's like they're stuck in a continuous mutation. Anything interesting in there? No. Sharks have teeth like that. It's not possible. You can't crossbreed different species. What is it? The soldiers on the last expedition. They went crazy. Or something in here killed them. Something's come through the fence. Through the fence? <laughs> we have to go back. I can't go back. We can camp here tonight. <laughs> it's destroying everything. It's not destroying. It's making something new. Greetings and salutations, everyone. This is Derek with Anchor Point Station Podcast, and this is episode two. So if you've made it this far, thanks. For our second episode, we'll be looking into the 2018 science fiction film Annihilation. But before we get into that, be sure to follow me on Instagram by searching for Anchor Point Station. I'll be posting clips on the podcast as well as previewing future episodes and posting some behind the scenes stuff from time to time. And you can also slide into my DMs, but only if you want to suggest movies for me to talk about in future episodes. I'm also working on a Discord server, but I'm ironing out the details of that still, so stay tuned for that. Last but not least, I'm also on TikTok since it's a little easier to get eyes on the podcast there because of how the algorithm works. I'll mainly be posting audio clips for people to preview, but I can assure you there won't be any dance videos, at least not for free anytime soon. So Annihilation, again released in 2018, it stars Natalie Portman, Oscar Isaac, Tessa Thompson, Jennifer Jason Lee, Gina Rodriguez, and Tuva Novotny. That is the best pronunciation of that name that I could possibly come up with. Benedict Wong also makes an appearance, putting this movie's Star Wars slash Marvel alumni count at four. It was directed by Alex Garland, who also directed Ex Machina, who also has writing credits for 28 Days Later, which is one of my favorite zombie viral outbreak films, depending on if you count the monsters in there as zombies. Some people don't. He also has producer credit as well writing credit for 2012's Judge Dredd remake 
which is just called Dread. The movie is based on the novel Annihilation by Jeff Vandermeer, who is noted for his novels in the new weird genre of literature. Annihilation is actually the first of the Southern Reach trilogy, which is followed by the books Authority and Acceptance, which were both published in 2014. Garland had stated that he wrote the screenplay of the movie for Annihilation based off of his memory of the book and did not really reference it while writing the adaptation. Uh, He admittedly took the story in his own direction and chose not to read the other two books in the trilogy once they were published so that he didn't have to make any adjustments to his script that he had just finished. Now, I haven't read the books myself because I don't really finish books. Um, I start them, I don't finish, but I would be interested in at least checking out uh, the first of of this series here. It was produced on a budget of around $40 million. Test shooting for the film actually happened in my home state of Florida on the Panhandle in St. Mark's, but the terrain proved to be inhospitable to shooting, so they ended up moving the production to uh, Norfolk, England, where shooting was wrapped up in about a month. Test screenings for the movie were not very successful, kind of like how it was for Alien 3, as we kind of discussed in our last podcast. And uh, right away, investors wanted to make changes to the movie that the director did not in an attempt to make it appeal to a wider audience. Ultimately, the changes were not made, leaving the studio unsure how to market the film. And I only ever recall ever seeing a trailer for the movie one time at a theater. And I remember being intrigued, but totally forgetting about the movie because I had never really seen any other marketing material for it until it was on Netflix one day, or maybe it was Hulu. The movie was only released theatrically, though, in America and possibly possibly China to my knowledge. It was distributed in other markets directly on Netflix only 17 days after it was released in theaters. And due to the fact that they didn't really know how to market it and the lack of marketing that it did get, the movie was a financial bust. It only made $3 million over its $40 million budget. So it totaled somewhere around $43 million in its theatrical release. Now we're going to jump into the story part of the movie. We'll do like a bit of a synopsis. This is going to contain spoilers. So if you haven't seen it or don't want it spoiled, you might want to stop here or skip ahead, but you've been warned. Annihilation follows Natalie Portman's character, Lena, who's a former soldier and current biologist and teacher as she joins an all-female team of scientists and a paramedic as they take part in an expedition into the Shimmer. Now, the Shimmer is kind of an expanding energy field of sorts that emerged from a meteor that crashed into a lighthouse on the southern coast of the U.S. The team goes into the Shimmer after Lena's Green Beret husband, Kane, played by Oscar Isaac, who's presumed dead after he disappeared in the previous expedition into the Shimmer. He shows up at the house alive. Uh, He's disoriented and doesn't seem to remember much about his experiences there though. After coughing up a bunch of blood, he's rushed into an ambulance uh, to the hospital, but it's apprehended by my favorite type of antagonist, a shady corporation with government ties. in this case, Southern Reach. They're taken to uh, Area X, which is a facility right outside the current border of the Shimmer. Dr. Ventress, uh, who is played by Jennifer Jason Lee, shows Lena the Shimmer and explains that uh, Kane was actually the first person to ever return from the Shimmer, and they had sent in many previous expeditions, animals, and drones, but nothing ever came back. Lena is then allowed to join the expedition that Ventress is planning to lead into the Shimmer shortly after that conversation. Once they enter the Shimmer, 
armor. It's revealed through a memory and a flashback that Lena was up to some extracurricular activities with her co-worker while Kane was away on a mission. That is going to play into the story a bit. Now, the team encounters mutated plants and animals while in the Shimmer, including a pretty cool albino alligator with shark-like rows of teeth and a mutated bear that emits the sounds that Cass, played by Tuva Novotny, makes after it kills her. So that was a really creepy scene, which we're going to talk about in a little bit. They also discover that people are changing inside the Shimmer as well, including them, and it's shown in a video on a memory card that Kane's expedition left behind that uh, Kane actually cuts open one of the soldier's abdomen and his insides are moving around, squirming kind of like giant worms or snake-like things. So people are changing as well. Anya, who's the team's medic, and that's played by Gina Rodriguez, who you might know from Jane the Virgin on Netflix. She notices her fingerprint pattern is changing and moving around on her fingers. And then Josie, who's played by Tessa Thompson from Thor Ragnarok. She was Valkyrie. She eventually turns into a large human-shaped flower arrangement, essentially. They begin to theorize, though, that the shimmer is like a prism for DNA and it's distorting or changing everything within it. Towards the end of the film, Lena, who believes Kane went into the Shimmer after he discovered her affair, she makes her way to the lighthouse that uh, the meteor crashed into, and she discovers another video message there. This is of Kane, who tells the person he's talking to behind the camera that was left behind to find Lena. After he kills himself with an incendiary grenade, <laughs> we see that he was talking to a doppelganger of himself that was created by the Shimmer. Lena then discovers Ventress in the hole created by the meteor, who then explains that the beings behind the Shimmer are going to spread to everything until Earth is annihilated, hence the title of the movie. Ventress then turns into a big glowing ball of energy, which absorbs a drop of Lena's blood that creates kind of a metallic looking humanoid being that's mimicking Lena's every movement. Lena is able to trick the being into detonating a phosphorus grenade that uh, Kane left behind and the being is set on fire which then spreads to the whole lighthouse and presumably destroys the shimmer in the process. The film then ends kind of ambiguously as Lena visits Kane's doppelganger who's fully recovered after the shimmer is destroyed as you might remember at the beginning, he was like coughing up blood and taking in an ambulance and all. He was in pretty rough shape, but now he's okay. They don't explain why. They end up hugging and the movie closes with shots of their eyes glowing or shimmering, if you will. <laughs> that's that's the movie summary. Um, let's talk a bit about what I liked and didn't like about the movie. There's a lot I enjoyed about this one. It's visually stunning. I mean, every shot looks great and the special effects are pretty much perfectly done. The movie is very eerie and atmospheric as well. As the team explores the shimmer, it feels very post-apocalyptic and the movie's just kind of quiet through most of it with like short bursts of, I would say action, I suppose, but it's not really a very action-packed movie at all. The scene that takes place uh, beneath the lighthouse actually had a very cool set and it reminded me kind of an H.R. Giger alien design and how it was put together. I really enjoyed that. My favorite scene of the movie for sure had to be the bear attack scene which took place inside the house. Um, It kind of reminds me a lot of the scene in The Thing when uh, McCreary is, is testing the blood. While the tension kind of isn't turned up as much as it is in the thing. This is still a very tense scene and it was also very creepy. 
uh, when the bear uh, stalks the team who are tied up and it begins to kind of emit the sound of Cass's cries for help when it killed her instead of roaring. I was actually genuinely creeped out by that scene and that doesn't happen to me in movies anymore. So I really appreciated that. This movie does have some shortcomings though, as, as all movies do. But in this case, it's specifically in terms of, of character development for me. Um, you could kind of argue that Lena is the only developed character. We see her flaws in that she was having an affair and all and understand the guilt that kind of comes from that when which drives her to go into the shimmer. But the others just seem to be there to fill up space. And it's explained during a conversation between Lena and I think it was Cass while they're traveling down a river that each character has some kind of personal trauma attached to them. Uh, Dr. Ventress is, is terminally ill. I think it was uh, Josie who is a cutter and Anya was a recovering drug addict. And then uh, Cass herself, who's who's speaking to Lena and telling her these things, she lost her child to uh, leukemia. So everyone's kind of has a personal tragedy attached to them, but it doesn't seem to me, at least, to impact the story all that much beyond kind of you kind of trying to give you something to care about. I suppose you could say that it kind of explains why they're all willing to go on this this essentially suicide mission into the shimmer but you're just pretty much filling in those blanks on your own the movie doesn't really tell you that at all so i'd say with that in mind at least half of the characters are kind of uninteresting and they seem to be there to fall victim to the various fates that await them in the shimmer which is fine you do need that but again lack of developed characters kind of affects how impactful certain death scenes can be i mean you want to again care for a character just enough to when they're no longer there, you feel something. Even though this is a good movie, um, in my opinion, its rewatchability is a little low. And some people that I've spoken to about this movie kind of agree. Either they are glad they watched it and probably won't watch it again. Or in some cases, they started watching it and were really bored and stopped watching it. So it's a bit of a slow burn and it won't appeal to everyone. And it tends to jump around with a lot of flashbacks throughout the movie, mainly to certain events in Lena's life, which are necessary, but it's a little bit awkward of a narrative, in my opinion. It tends to also ask a lot of questions that are never actually answered. Another issue I had was with the climax in the lighthouse. They go through this journey in the Shimmer to get to the lighthouse to find all these answers. If you're expecting to have some kind of payoff to everything that went on up to this point, it's not going to happen. You instead get the mimicking alien, essentially. She defeats it in a pretty slow battle um which fits the tone of the movie but again it, it could be seen by some as a bit boring and maybe even slightly anticlimactic to be honest um it's definitely one to check out it's well made it's great to look at and it has a lot of interesting ideas but i don't know if it's one that you'll be playing again very soon after you watch it <laughs> So my final rating for Annihilation is a 7 out of 10. I was thinking about going slightly lower, but it is a well-made movie. It is a good movie. Um, it has great visuals, delivers an atmosphere and suspense, and has good ideas. But as I said, it's not a movie I could go back and watch over and over again. 
I did appreciate that this wasn't like a cookie cutter sci-fi movie that clearly made all the right safe decisions. Those we have enough of those kinds of movies. So it does stand out in that respect. And I appreciate that. But I didn't like that we don't get a lot of solid answers to the questions raised in the movie. And the film seems to want to build to a pretty grand climax, but it kind of falls flat at the end. We don't get that if I'm being honest. So that wraps up my thought on Annihilation. If you get a chance to watch it, let me know what you thought about the movie by reaching out to me on Instagram or when we get a Discord. And for our next episode, I'll be taking a look at 2019's Color Out of Space. That's directed by Richard Stanley and starring professional meme Nicolas Cage. So stay tuned for that, and I'll talk to you then. 